Morning today's daf is daf Nun Zayin. We're going to start from the Mishnah right at the top of the daf, the top of 57a. Okay, so the Mishnah says, If someone takes a vow that these fruits are forbidden to him, oh, he's pointing to specific fruits. Or they coinam to my mouth. They coinam to my mouth. Also, obviously, he's not allowed to get benefit from the fruit themselves, but also he's forbidden to get benefit in what they exchanged for or in what grows from them. So, very simply, if you would, it's a bowl of, of apples on the counter, and he says, I take a netter from these fruit or from those apples. Obviously, he's not allowed to eat those apples, but even if he exchanges those apples for bananas or exchanges those apples for something else, or um, plant those apples and they grow, he wouldn't be allowed to get benefit from them. And then, however, if he says, Sha'ani Oichel, Sha'ani Tra'i, says he takes a netter, now this is a more general netter, that he won't eat pr- uh, fruit, that he won't eat apples, or that he won't taste apples, he is allowed to get benefit from their chilufim and their Girulehem, the, what they exchanged for and what grows from them. Now, just before we get on to the Mishnah's clarification, let's see the run inside. It's a run right at the top of the page. Oh, you don't have it, so you just listen to me. Um, so the run says, um, Once he specifies the item, had, um, so, once he specifies the items that he's forbidden on himself, he makes them like Hegdesh. And now, because they're like Hegdesh, because of that, they also, even what they're, what's exchanged, what they exchange for, or what grows from them. Just as anything exchanged for Hegdesh, or anything that grows from Hegdesh, would be Asur. And now we highlight the distinction. It's not the same as if he takes a generic vow against figs or grapes. What's the difference in the vow where he specifies these fruit or these apples as opposed to just saying against apples or against figs or against grapes? since he didn't specify and he's forbidding on himself the whole type he's not intending that to become Hegdesh he's just intending to from eating that type in that case the exchanging them or what grows from them would not make it osur. So the Rand's making, explaining the Mishnah as follows, the distinction is specifically where he specifies what he's not allowed to eat. Where he specifies what he's not allowed to eat, then it is heg, then it is hegdesh. Where he doesn't specify, then basically he's just forbidding them on himself in generic and not make them like hegdesh and therefore if they would be exchanged it would be fine. Um, there's a no. There's a question here when a person, based on the language of the run, when a person says, "I take a netter that I won't eat that fruit," 
sorry, that I won't eat apples. Okay, if he would have said those apples, well, obviously he's not allowed to eat specifically those apples. He's not allowed to get benefit from those apples. And I take that. And what would be if he says, I take an error, I'm not allowed to eat apples. Is an error specifically apples or is it any hanor? So that's a little bit because the run changed his language here from osur to lifroj ma'achiloso. So there's a bit of question is even sometimes we've used the language of achila meaning benefit. So is he specific or not? That's a that's a question. Okay. Now the Gemara qualifies there by ruling. It says the dovosh shezaro all the above. The first half of the Mishnah is the dovosh shezaro kala is where the seed decomposes before it grows. But if it's something that the seed does not decompose before it grows, even what grows from from the growths is asur. Now the Ran explains, um, it says, this is what the Mishnah is saying. My this in the first part of the Mishnah that we said you're not allowed to get benefit even from what grows from the fruit. The mashmadafka bigidulayim mitzar aval bigidulayim which implies that only what grows from that fruit specifically, and not something which grows from the growth of that fruit. And let's just say, for example, he puts the apple in the ground, the apple that's forbidden to him, he puts that in the ground and a tree grows from it. And what happens, that's the gidulim. And then he takes an apple from the tree and plants that. That's the gidulay gidulayim. So he's saying, firstly, that would be also. But hanimili kala. Sorry, oh, sorry. This diuk in the ratio of the Mishnah that gidule gidulin is permitted. Hanimili bedava shezaro kalo. That's something that is decomposes. The priya gavna nehi to begidulim rishayim mitzar. The afal kabdeleik emidi mimai the also begidulin the hazaro kalo afila hachi lo girek dulim echalafeya. He says now the reason is because the gidulim, even though it's decomposed and totally doesn't exist anymore, it's no worse than. Let's say I take that apple that's forbidden to me and I exchange it with you for a banana. We said I'm not allowed to eat the banana, even though there's no remnants of the apple on the banana. So, so to hear that seed that we plant, or that the apple that we plant, even though there's no apple left, um, there's no remnants of the apple, it's still awesome. However, the growth of the growth would be permitted. Even though there's no remnants of the when there's an exchange, there's nothing left of what was actually also. We might also, um, yo, there's nothing left. We might also left from what he forbade himself. I feel like also that would be also. However, but the gidule gidulehem would be mutar. Okay, then I'm going to skip a few lines. But if it's something that does not decompose, if you think about that's like potatoes or onions, you take the actual onion. I'll use onions because. That's um, what will be discussed later in the Gemara. However, but something that the the does not decompose, so something like an onion, it just grows from the bulb. Either the onion, when you put the onion in the ground, it just goes bigger, or more onions grow out of that bulb. That's one way of understanding. So that bain um, bain whether in the first clause or the second clause, I feel like even what grows from the growth is also. the kiven because since the seed did not decompose, even what grows from the growth has the original item still mixed in. Ah, oh, but isn't it bottle? 
let's say, so you planted one onion, and now it's grown into the many, many onions have grown from it. All stools like, and you've got that tiny little original onion all grown into the other onions, or it just grew huge. So isn't it bottles? Isn't it dorim? Have a little dovish material. The dorim or something that will become permitted. The fault dovish yeshlam material. I feel a bit left below bottle. And we have a principle, something that will become permitted or could become permitted in this case, um, is not bottle. Uh, that's the principle of we know that year out. Generally, again, depending on the thing, one in sixty or one in two hundred, whatever, it would be bottle, and you could ignore it. Here, just undo the net and it falls away. Yeah. So there we don't say that we don't apply the laws of Bittel. Okay, so that, that clause again, the distinction of something that its seeds will be decomposed, or, or you know, it, grow, it grows from being decomposed, or something that does it, then the distinction is, if it's something that decomposes, it's only the item that grows from it itself is also but what grows from the growth is not also. And regarding this, that if it doesn't decompose, the Gidulayim are also forever, even the Gidulin of the Gidulin, because some of the actual atom is then mixed in. Now, a very similar, different scenario, but a, a very similar application. It says, If someone says to his wife, Anything you earn is forbidden to me. Whatever you make, do with your hands. Whatever you make with your hands. Hain al pi. Koinem hain al pi. Koinem hain lufi. They also on my mouth or to my mouth. Also bechilufem ubegidlem. It's also also with what they exchange for and what grows from them. Shani oichel shani toy muta bechilufem. He just says, in general, from her actions, anything that I taste or anything that I that I won't taste it or that I won't eat it. He is permitted to get benefit from the Chilufim or from the Gidulim. What's the what's this part? Oh, let's just finish this. This is always something that grows from the item if the item decomposes before it grows, but not, but if it's something that grows from the from the actual item uh, without decomposing, then even the growth of the growth would be forbidden. What's this coming to add? The run says it's adding a new chidush that the previous case was where he said these fruits. It's the same thing. That's what this point is exchanging. He says the work of the earnings of my wife. That's the same as if you say these fruit, and it becomes also to the same degree. And you so might the earnings from the earnings of the wife would be uh, allowed. You're saying interest on her salary or something? In, uh, no, because that would probably be kidulin. What grows? I don't. You, you can ask. Does that count as what grows from it? So if Amen. somebody else takes that interest and invests it in it. Yeah. Oh, so remember this whole case, the whole scenario, I should have pointed this out, is all but average. You definitely wouldn't be allowed to take the item that you're not allowed to get benefit from and exchange it for something else because you're not allowed to get benefit. The whole question here is, so you did. I took that apple I'm not, that I had an error on, I'm not allowed to eat, and I exchanged it for a banana. The question is, am I allowed to eat them? I definitely wasn't allowed to exchange it, but I did exchange it. 
And then I forgot, I forgot and I changed something. So am I allowed to eat the banana? So yeah, so he took the interest and he invested it. That would be gidulin of gidulin. Um, I don't know how you view the principal money. I think we might have touched on that question earlier on in the Gemara. And then the round points out, obviously you've got to be careful how you phrase the netter against the work of a hand. Because remember, that's not an item. It's what she does with her hands. So the netter would have to be on her hands. Because remember, netter has to be on an object. So netter on her hands against what they make. Some, some, you'd have to phrase it something like that. Okay, let's go on to the next case of the Mishnah. What you make, I will not get benefit from until Pesach. Or what you make, I won't wear until Pesach. Even if she made it before Pesach, I when the Neda was enforced, he can wear it after Pesach. If he says, anything that you make, I won't, before Pesach, I won't eat, or anything, anything that you prepare before Pesach, I won't eat, or anything that you make until Pesach, I won't wear. I'm sorry, also anything that was made before Pesach, even after Pesach, he's not allowed to eat it or wear it. If you follow the language of his letter, it makes sense what we say. If he says, anything you make, I will not eat until Pesach, or let's say, anything you, anything you make, I will not wear until Pesach, that implies, after Pesach, he can wear it, regardless of when it's made. However, if he says, Anything you make before Pesach, I won't wear. Well then, if it's made before Pesach, he's never allowed to wear it. So that's the that's the that's that clause of the Mishnah. Let's go into the next clause of the Mishnah. Now this is where he puts a condition. So he says, Standing before Pesach, so it's put and he says, you're not allowed to get benefit from me until Pesach. If you go to your visit your father before Sukkot, I if you so so let's just say Purim is about a month before Pesach, so he says you're not going to get benefit from me for the next month. If you go and visit your father within the next six months, seven months till Sukkot. Now, first point we have to get past is wait. He's not allowed to take a netter banning her from benefit from his property. He has to provide her with mazonas, etc. We know that a husband has to provide his wife with certain items. So the, the answer to that, um, we actually saw earlier on in the Masechta, is that here he's not banning her. He's saying, you can get benefit. I'll provide you with food and everything that I'm obligated to provide you with, as long as you don't. So the netter kicks in. As long as you? Don't go visit your father within the next so. seven months. So the netter kicks in. Once it kicks in, if she violates it, well, then they have to, then they run into trouble. But it, it, the netter, it's not like a netter. If he takes a straight netter that you're not allowed to get benefit from me, the netter doesn't take effect because he has to provide for her. So that's the first point. Now he says, what happens? If she goes before Pesach, then she's not allowed to get benefit until Pesach. Now, there's two ways of understanding this. We saw earlier on in the Masechta. According to Rab Nachman, we're saying that she can get Hanor until Pesach. 
But she must then be careful not to go visit her father till Sukkot. Because again, if she goes visits her father till Sukkot, retroactively, the netter kicks in and it turns out that she transgressed the netter retroactively because she did get benefit. That's the Rav Nachman. Rav Yehuda says no. She is not allowed to get benefit in case she does go. Okay, but either way, we see that the netter can kick in retroactively. This sort of netter takes effect. Now it says, If she does go visit her father after Pesach, I, after getting benefit, she goes and visits her father after Pesach, the she transgresses desecrating the vow. Now, again, this is all if she got benefit before Pesach, which she was allowed to do, again, as long as she doesn't go visit her father. But if she did go visit her father, well, then she ends up transgressing breaking an error. And again, according to Rav Nachman, this is... Um, the Mishnah's teaching that if she does get Hanor, she must not go. Again, even though the time frame of the actual Neder is over, the condition is still there, and all she'll be breaking is the condition which will retroactively bring in the Neder. And according to Rav Yehuda, it's just saying that, um, again, remember Rav Yehuda's case was that she's not allowed to go, so Rabbi Huda's case is saying she mustn't get benefit in case she comes to transgress Baal Yechal. Okay, slightly different way of reading this line built on how they understood the previous line. He says, She'at menisli, if he says, you're not allowed to get benefit from me, ad hachag, until sukkas im holeches es at if you go and visit your father's house at Pesach before Pesach. So again, it's the other way around. He's standing before Pesach. And he says, you're not allowed to get benefit from me until Sukkot for the next seven months. If you go visit your father within the next month, I before Pesach. If she did go visit her father before Pesach, she's not allowed to get benefit all the way until Sukkot. However, after Pesach, she would be allowed to go. Again, even though... Yeah. So again, the second... The main difference between the first scenario of where he said, you're not allowed to get benefit from me until Pesach, if you go till Sukkot. The other one is, you're not allowed to get go till Pesach, if you get benefit... And if you go before Pesach, you're not allowed to get benefit from me till Sukkot. Is what's the condition? And what's... Or the trigger... And what's the actual netter? In the first case, the trigger was Tulsukas, if you go to your father. And the netter was only, then you're not allowed to get benefit from me. The actual netter was, you're not allowed to get benefit from me until Pesach. Okay, triggered if she goes visits her father by Sukkot. There, that's where it's a little bit more subtle because she's going to be in her mind, well, the netter is over, it's after Pesach, or it's before Pesach, but the netter hasn't kicked in. And it's only the trigger that is later, so maybe she'll be more flippant with ways. The second case, no, the actual neder is that she's not allowed to get benefit until Sukkot, and the question is on the the um, the actual neder is until Sukkot, the trigger is just until Pesach. Does he mean the Pesach before Sukkot? Yeah, Pesach I think it's the Pesach Sukkot. before Sukkot. He's Does standing before, mean the Pesach yeah. after Sukkot? He's standing before Pesach, let's say on Purim, a month before Pesach. 
And he says, if you go visit your father's house, you're not allowed to get benefit from me. If you go visit your father, the first case was you go visit your father's yeah. house for the next seven so, months. So, so, you so, you're not allowed to get benefit from me till Pesach. Well, the second case was you're not allowed to, if you go visit your father's house within the next month. Right? So at Pesach, you're not allowed to get benefit from me all the way until Sukkot. Okay, let's quickly do some of the Gemara. Says, If someone said to his wife, you're not allowed to get, he won't get benefit. What, what she makes or what she prepares is forbidden to him, etc. Rabbi Yishmael from Kfar Yama or Kfar Dima raised the following issue. If someone picked an onion in the Shemitah year, so now that onion has all the restrictions of Shemitah, and then he planted it in the eighth year, and what grew from it, what grew from it was much more than the actual onion that grew in the Shemitah year. And to explain his question, do we say that the Gidulo is heter and the Ikar is also? And Kiven to Rabu Gidulo Meikora and Therns, the Gidulo is more than the initial onion that was the Shemitah onion. Oisen Gidulo heter Malin as a Isurallah. That Gidulo heter is Mavatal, does it Mavatal the Isur or not? I.e., the Gomorrah's express, this is how the Ran explains it. The Mishnah's. The Mishnah is expressing the question in a, in a little bit of a tricky way. It's, but it boils, the question boils down to, do we say the Gidulin is Mutar or Asur? If the Gidulin, what grows from this onion, again, this is a Shemitah onion, so what grows from it, is it Asur or Mutar? That's the question. And uh, just the to translate it, the, no, because if the, again, the scenario that we're discussing, if the Gidulin is Mutar, then it will mavatal the onion, and the onion itself, the, the Shemitah onion is muta. If the Gidulin is Osir, well, then it doesn't affect the onion and it remains also. That's how the Ran says, the, the, the way it phrases it sounds like it's they independent, the Gidulin and the actual item, but the question is, boils down to the same thing. Um, so what is this? Osla coming to Rabbi Ami, he came before Rabbi Ami and he wasn't able to answer it. This Osla coming to Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha, he came before Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha, Poshet lay minhada, and he answered him from the following. To Omer Rabbi Chanina Tirta, Omer Rabbi Yana Rabbi Chanina Tirta, said the name of Rabbi Yana, I bought so shall truma, shall not to the rabbi gidul of al-ikra mutar. If you have a truma onion that was planted and then more of it grew than the actual truma Atem, mutar, it's permitted. Okay, what are we saying? Um, again, remember, truma is forbidden to most people. We're not discussing behind we're discussing most people. So if you take a truma um, olive and you plant it in the ground, now an olive tree grows, are you allowed to get benefit from those olives? It says if it's, or let's take the actual onion, that you, truma onion, that was planted in the ground, and now there's more than the initial one. So he says here that you can get benefit from it. We see that the Gidul of, of the Isur is permitted and therefore to mavatal the Isur. You pass in like one sage over two. Says Ma Ninu Trin, who the two sages? If you have a young tree that was grafted into an old tree, 
Now, the, the, now we know that what's the halacha with produce grown in the first three years of a tree? It is forbidden. However, after three years, it's permitted. That's the din of Orla. What's the status of the tree? What's the status of the app of this young branch that's grafted into this old tree? It's like an old tree. However, Uvo Perus, the fruit that was already on it, so the all the produce that was on this young branch that he grafted into the old tree, Athelpicious of Mosaim, also even if they grow much more than Mosaim, they remain Osur. We see the Gidulim of the Isur is Osur. And where's the other opinion that we see the same ruling? It says Rabbi Nachmani, Omer Rabbi Yonasan, Rishlum Bachnani, he said the name of Rabbi Yonasan, Botzel Shenotu Bekerem, if you planted an onion in a vineyard, now it becomes Kilai mixtures. So it's also Benekara Kerem, and then he uprooted the vineyard, so what grows from the onion now should be permitted. Also, it's still also. Oh, again, we see that what grows from the item is also. So Hadar Osel Akaimei. The, we'll finish. So again, so what do we see? We had one opinion that says that what grows from the Osir item is mutar, and therefore it will mevatel it. I mean, obviously, if it grows enough, it will mevatel it. And we have one, two teachings, which say that no, the gidulin is Osir, and therefore the initial item remains Osir, and so too, what grows from it will not mevatel it. It itself is Osir. And then it says, Hadar then they came before Rabbi Ami. So Rabbi Ami at first said he didn't know the answer. Now they came a second time to Rabbi Ami, and he tried to answer the question from the following. To Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yitzchak said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Litra B'tzolim She'tikna. If he had a litra, a measurement of uh, a kilo of uh, onions that he fixed, what is fixed means he took the trumas and mastros. So now those onions are like Vizara. And then he plants them. Miss Astros Kula, when he picks them, he has to take Maser according to the full amount. I, what do we say? He can't take, oh, I planted a liter of onions, a kilo of onions that was potter from Maser because I had already separated. Now that I've picked it all, I've got three kilos. I should only have to separate Maser on two kilos because the one kilo. Already was already fixed. And uh, it says, Alma, we see, the gidulin, what grows from them, cancels out the ikar. We are saying that he has to separate maser on the full three kilos. Must be because the two kilos that grew cancels out the one kilo that already had maser separated from it. And therefore it's as if none had maser separated from it. So we have an answer, Rabbi Ami says, I have an answer to the question. We see that the Gidulin are also. The Gemara answers, no, deal Malachum shiny. Maybe to go strict is different. I maybe really the Gidulin would. Let me just think how to bring this. Maybe the Gidulin are like what they go from. If they go from mutar, they mutar. If they grow from osur, they would be osur. However, we go strict, yeah, and say that since the what grows should be higher, we go strict and say that they potter. Uh, sorry, we, we say since, since what grows from is higher, we're going to say that the whole, they 
the chayav is mavatel the 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 tour and you are chayav. Okay, but that's uh, we're not going to finish the discussion. We'll continue tomorrow with another suggested answer to our question, and we'll leave it there for today.